Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I'm so pretentious I get my beers at Whole Foods. <laughs> that is pretty pretentious. <laughs> I am the Champ, and on this first day of March, it looks like it's coming in like a lion. Hopefully, it will go out like a lamb. But did you know that in certain parts of South America, it swims in like a sea otter and then slithers out like a giant anaconda? <laughs> I think that's too much for Americans to wrap their head around. What do you mean slithers out like so an anaconda? That, I, that was that was actually stolen. Um, that was uh, a Saturday Night Live skit oh, yeah. with John Belushi yes. and Chevy Chase. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know, on this on this first day of March, I thought I would steal something. Hey, did you actually see? There's a uh, Showtime special on John Belushi. Did you see that? I have not seen that yet, but I saw it okay. uh, advertised. Yes. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's really good. You know, I, I wonder, you know, his comedic work, which was certainly um, stellar, um, if that would have survived through, you know, the ages, how that would have, uh, how that would have played had, had he lived. Yeah. You know, one of the funniest roles I've ever seen him in, I mean, when you think of John Belushi, everyone, when you talk about movies, everyone goes to Animal House, right? Sure. Yeah, but I thought Neighbors with Dan Arcord was pretty funny too. I, you know what? I don't think that I ever saw that movie. I mean, they they mentioned that um, in in the biography of him, but I don't think I ever saw that movie. I gotta I gotta catch up on that. Yeah, he plays. So let me ask you. He plays the straight guy. Yeah, he plays yeah. the straight person in the movie. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, one of the best movies has got to be uh, his performance in Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. 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 That, classic that's a classic. Stuff, right? Yeah, that's a that's definitely a classic. Yeah. That That's like you and I, right, on this podcast. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I don't think anybody would ever uh, describe you as pretentious. They may describe me as pretentious, but uh, what, what's it with you and uh, Whole Foods? Yeah, so uh, a couple things. Whole Foods is relatively new to me. Like I know that it existed, but in the last six months, I love shopping there. It, I mean, that it has everything. Um, and then when I started doing the beer reviews for the podcast, I saw that they had a pretty big selection of obscure beers. And that's where I get my beer when I review this every week from Whole Foods. And I, I thought to myself, like, how pretentious is that, that I get beer from Whole Foods? <laughs> so, so where do they fall on the pretentious scale compared to Wegmans? Oh, it's above Wegmans. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, right. I, 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 think, I think it's above Wegmans, yeah. Although Wegmans has a larger selection. Um, Whole Foods is just a little, little more upper class. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you like George Jefferson. You're moving on up. <laughs> That's right. Up to, up, up to the east side. That's where I'm moving. <laughs> well, look, after last year's performance, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I was in the slums. Yeah. Um, that doesn't count. We that doesn't count last year. Even I, though we got to pay Tom, it's under protest. I I don't care. 
I, I yeah. No. I really don't care. I, I just I just like being a part of a group. It it is fun. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. That's all right. Mm-hmm. I finish in fifth every year. I just like being part of a group. Um, well, good. Maybe you can run for re-election this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, so we got some baseball news. Uh, Fernando Tatis, the uh, young shortstop for the Padres, signs a 14-year, $340 million extension. Thoughts? Wow. Wow. Well, you know, first of all, you know, good for him because I am – Pro player. I'm glad he's getting paid. Um, good for the Padres for feeling that much confidence in a player that hasn't really had um, a full season um, in the major leagues, right? Because in 19, he was playing really well and um, got hurt. And then last year um, was only a 60-game season. Um, good for him. I would have thought, uh, if it were me, and obviously it's not my money, but I, I thought a, a better route may have gone to – may have been to cut the term in, in half and pay just a slightly higher um, AAV. Um, so, so, you know, something like uh, seven years and 200000 or excuse me, $200 million, something like that. Um, 14 years, that's a long time. But he'll be, what, 30, 34, 35 at that time? Yeah, so when you look at these teams who pay players for – 10 to 12 to 13 years having the contract end at 34 is probably optimal, right? As opposed to like a pool host where the contract ended when he was 107. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's optimal at 34 years old. Um, and then we always know that, you know, when you look at it, in real time, $340 million over 14 years is a lot of money, but in 14 years, that's going to look like a pretty good deal. Um, I, I, I think if there's, if there's a player um, that, that you want, I mean, certainly he's, he, 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 can, he can do it all. Um, flashy enough, I, I think he's going to be a fan favorite. And like I said, good for the Padres for kind of going all in and saying, hey, we're not going to let the Dodgers just win another division title. We're, we're going to compete with them. And um, that division is shaping up, well, obviously a two-team um, race, but um, good for the Padres. Yeah. I what, mean, what were your thoughts on that? So I, I thought like a 13-year contract for a shortstop, at first I thought, eh, that, that seems a little long. It's a little different for a right fielder. Right for a right fielder, just standing out there most of the time and um, not really fielding balls. For a shortstop, that's pretty long. You know, you hope that that kid can play shortstop at least till he's 30, 31, 32, and then maybe you move him to the outfield or, you know, if he can still hit. Sure. Um, yeah, but I the, the other thought I had was, so you're paying this money to – Tatis, you're already paying money to Machado. Uh, my my thought is, after three years, you let Hosmer go because you overpaid him a couple years ago just to start attracting people. But what do you do with that pitching staff? Right? You, you got Snell, who was a free agent after this year. Um, you got control of Mackenzie Gore. You got control of Clevenger, even though he's hurt. You got control of Lamette. 
even though he's a little I don't know if he's hurt or just injured or yeah. whatever. Um but yeah, they 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 have some money that they're injecting right now and I think they'll have some money in 3 years when Hosmer leaves and Darvish leaves where they can kind of you know recoup that, you know, and and sign some other players. All right. Yeah, I I mean I I think that doesn't every team need that marquee player yeah i mean the phillies have it with 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 harper right and well i guess harper and now real muto yeah and and every every team needs to probably overpay one free agent to get others and and i think the nationals did that with uh jason worth right they overpaid him to say hey we're serious we'll pay some money and then Scherzer comes and, and uh, um, uh, Strasburg signs, and they win a World Series with it. So you, you know what? That's a really good comp. I didn't, I didn't really think of it that way because when, when uh, you know, I know a lot of Phillies fans were upset when Worth left, and, you know, they, they kind of laughed, right, when he went to the Nationals. Yeah. Because um, that was not the, the, des- the hot destination at the time. Yeah, no, and, and sometimes teams have to do that. They have to overpay for initially for some free agents and to get other ones attracted and to show agents, hey, we're serious, we'll we'll pay money. Um, yeah, I, I think signing him kind of gets rid of the stress, too, of the front office, of the player, of the manager, of, all right, he's signed, let's move on, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's keep pressing on and and try to chase the Dodgers and try to get a World Series and um, I mean from all signs unless the guy gets hurt he's going to be a productive offensive player. Yeah, I, I I would I would say so and you know he's doing it at at, at such a young age. Um, you would think if he can just stay healthy, um, yeah, but they they've hit gold on this. Yeah, because wasn't he? He wasn't actually drafted by by the Padres, right? Wasn't he? Uh, I want to say he came over in a trade with the White Sox for James. Was it James Shields? Boy, I'm looking that up now, and if that's the truth, okay. that's that's a foul on the White Sox, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I, I I I I could have that wrong. Double check me on that. Uh, while, um, whilst you're looking at that, let yeah. me just go through some of the reaction from the rest of the Bush League um, that talked about it. Because Bill is the one that brought this up. Uh, he started a thread by, you know, he, he, he said that, you know, he thought that the Padres were taking a gamble by signing Tatis to that long-term contract. And he asked everybody what they thought. And, uh, you know, Josh responded that he, he thought, uh, he, he looked at it from a dollars and cents standpoint, that he thought it was crazy that after tax, he's only going to get $169 million out of that $340 million. But, uh, <laughs> um, which was still a nice number, right? Yeah, that's and right. and and then Rick. Remember who I, I said I didn't realize Rick had had that quite sense of humor. Uh, I've just noticed that in the last year or two that he said that maybe the Phillies can get him in 2035. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so you are right. They got him from the White Sox in a trade for James Shields. Wait, hang on a second. You know that's the one thing I miss about working. Not hearing those words, you are right. 
So Go I'm going gonna, gonna to rephrase that. <laughs> it seems like you were right. Instead of <laughs> yeah, they got him from the White Sox for James Shields. Man. So you put him on the White Sox. Man, oh, man. Uh, that, right? Yeah. I don't even like the American League, but that team, that team rolls out of the rack hitting the baseball. Um, yeah. Man, oh, man. I had no idea that that happened. That's yeah, that's a foul on the White Sox right there. <laughs> that's a foul on the White Sox. James Shields, come on, come on. Uh, you can hear it. You can hear it now. Tony Larusa saying that this is the best player I've seen since Albert Pujols. Right? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> wait. What? We traded him? I yeah, I should have took this job. Uh, speaking about executives, Kevin Mather. Uh, Ugh former minority owner of the Mariners confirming that the Mariners did and will work to suppress service time of young players. Uh, and then the insensitivity shots at the uh, Japanese and the Dominican players in, in, in the, in the organization. Um, okay. Two things here that I, that I thought the fact that they actively suppress uh, the time I don't think that should be publicized, but it's a good strategy. Uh, the shots at the at the guys who can't speak English very well—that's a foul. He got to go. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah. So so to so to the lab, uh, latter, um, th- th- this isn't 1970. You know, <laughs> this isn't this isn't you know. Remember when the Pittsburgh press was making fun of Roberto Clemente and, and yeah. they would basically, you know, rate things the way he was pronouncing them in, in, in English. Yeah. And I, I, I thought, you know, we were past that time. So uh, I guess what, what strikes me with, with these Kevin Mather um, comments is, is that I think he made them in, in like a hot stove league form or something like that where fans were coming out and Nobody asked him this. He volunteered this information. And, and I'm like, what, what a knucklehead. Um, just why, why would you do something like that? So I agree he would have to go. And I, I, I guess the rest of the, um, the ownership group did, did, did say, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're gone. But um, why do you say that it's a good move by the owners to, uh, to, 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 to kind of suppress uh, service time? Well, I mean, when you use a term like suppress service time, that has a negative connotation. But when you're looking at, hey, I have a player that I think in three years we can contend for the World Series, or in two years we can contend to the World Series, we're just missing a couple spots, right? Maybe the starting pitcher, maybe a right fielder, whatever the case. If I can keep fill in the blank uh, till June, bring him up. So I don't have to, he doesn't hit arbitration until year three. And I can sign a starting pitcher and a right fielder to get us to the world series. I, I think it's a strategy. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, um, you're probably right that there isn't anything wrong with it. And it was negotiated into the CBA. Right, um, as part of that, both arbitration and um, and, and how they um, how they calculate the service time. 
um, it, it's the timing of it's just really bad. Um, you know, uh, a year out from this, this new CBA, um, you, you know that the um, the players um, are going to use this information with with what everybody has speculated already um, that they were um, manipulating service time. I mean, look at the Cubs and the acrimony that went on with the other side of this coin is the acrimony that went on with uh, the Cubs and, and Chris Bryant. Yeah. So I, I, I think this, this, this has some, some long-term implications. And, and the player that the Mariners were doing this on is um, his, his name is Jared Kalenic, Yep. Um, who's supposed to be the, the next big thing. And um, just to let you know that when I do the um, NFBC, um, I'm looking for him somewhere in, on my roster. <laughs> Are you looking for him for April or June? <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, you know, just to counter that, just because a player and an agent says he's ready doesn't mean he's ready. No, you're right. You're right. Um, you, you know, all, all the – I shouldn't say all the teams are, are, are doing it. A lot of the teams are doing it. But I, I wonder what the players are doing. It. Is it hurting? Is it hurting them? You know, let's, let's take a look at the Mariners. They, they actually, in, in mid to late September, they still had a chance to make the playoffs. If you remember – the Astros were kind of floundering, and they had yeah. a three-game series against them. And, yeah. and you wonder, if you look at the, the, the Mariners' outfield last year, if they couldn't have used uh, a, a player like uh, Klenick. Yeah, I mean, maybe. And then the, the other side of the coin is the Phillies signing Kingry because they were going to do the same thing with him. They signed him to a five-year deal, and that guy stinks. So <laughs> Just because a player thinks he's ready doesn't mean he's ready. No, I I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we're t- we're talking about the, you know a, a very few players here. You know, a, a handful of players. Mo- most of them, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and and as far as his insensitivity, that's a bigger problem. That that's it a, is. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that that is definitely a bigger problem. And the fact that he said that in public. Yeah, he's a moron. He's an imbecile. Think about this. Who who is in in the last ten years? Ten years. Who is the biggest player? Um, who's the biggest star for the Mariners? Probably Robinson Cano. Uh, I, I would I would venture a guess. I, I'm going to say Ichiro. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and 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 he never in interviews spoke in in English. And that guy I, refused to learn it, English. It, it, <laughs> What's that? I don't think he ever learned English. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, you wonder, right? Yeah. Let, let's just say you know a foreign language. It, it's one thing to to speak um, in your second language in the yeah. clubhouse. It's it's totally separate. It's totally different thing to do it on the air. Yeah. And um, I, plus, plus the Mariners. I mean, that that whole Pacific Northwest. There, there's a large um, uh, sure a- Asian community there. So, I, I, yeah, what a knucklehead. Yeah. Goodbye and good riddance. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that that's definitely a problem that there, there's one thing to think it and there's another thing to say it at the VFW or wherever he was. Uh, yep, when he said I agree. It. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's really not much else in the in the baseball news other than baseball started yesterday. Did the Cardinals? Yeah, I watched, I, I watched a couple innings. Yeah, the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals win? Uh, four four tie. Four four tie. What is it? Hockey? 
Well, you you know that you know after nine innings, everybody packs their bags and say, "Hey, let's go golfing." You know, <laughs> the day's too good to uh, stay around the ballpark. Um, well, the, the yeah, the Phillies lost to the worst team in Major League Baseball. The Pirates? No, the Tigers. <laughs> okay, well, there's our first bet of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Phillies lost ten to two or eight to two, something like that. I don't know. They, they don't give a box score in CBS, so I don't know who played. So. Um, yeah, but it is disheartening when you lose to the Tigers. <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say the Tigers are gonna have a better record than the Pirates. You want a piece of that action? You give me odds. Uh no, straight up. All right. Um... <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just do we'll, we'll we'll do some beer. We'll do some beer. All right. Well, let me circle back to that before we leave today. Uh, all right. I, I gotta uh, think all about right. it. I don't know. The Tigers are bad, but the Pirates are bad, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Like, if you had to bet $1,000, who you betting on has more wins, Tigers or the Pirates? Tigers. Really? You threw that out there pretty quick. Yeah. Right. I, 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 am so, I am so down on the Pirates this year. All right. All right, I'll take the Pirates. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the Pirates. All right, right. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll enter that into our bets to be revisited in October, or <laughs> or in your case maybe the mid mid September. <laughs> yeah, probably about mid May. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we got some Bush League news. We had our winter meetings yesterday. We made one rule Yay. change. One rule change out of about thirty five that were presented. Um, <laughs> We're gonna, dodgy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna remove batting average and put in OPS. Do you think OPS is a better indicator of an offensive player than batting average? Um, for uh, offensive player, absolutely. Why? Why? Because it incorporates in. Um, on base percentage and and slugging percentage, and I, I, I think those are are, are more significant um, categories than uh, putting a ball in 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 play. So if you're saying just in terms of measuring offensive performance, absolutely. So do you what think do you... do you think Bryce Harper, who has a close to 900 high eights uh, OPS, is a better hitter? Than Tony Gwynn. A better pure header? No. Is he a better is offense? More... Is, is he a better? W- would you rather have Gwynn or Harper? That's a great question. Um, I, I, I think things have to be measured in, in their era. Um, I, I, I think, and what I've heard, that um, if, if he wanted to be, Tony Gwynn could have been a 20 to 30 home run person every year. Do you agree with that? It's just uh, a different era. Yeah, I mean Ted Williams said that, but I'm at, uh, Gwynn has an 8.47 OPS. And, and what does Ted Williams? What did Ted Williams know about hitting? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know nothing about hitting. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a one. He had over a one OPS because he walked a lot. Yeah. So, going back to that question. Harper has a higher OPS than Gwynn. Would you rather have Harper or Gwynn? 
Um, going back to the, I, I would obviously rather have Tony Gwynn. Okay. But but I I think you you, you know you, you're you're taking certain cases here. I would your your question was kind of framed at least in my mind. Um, overall, would you rather have OPS or would you rather have batting average? And for me, it would be I, I still think OPS is a better measure. Not to say there wouldn't be outliers to to those two categories. Okay. All right. And and just so you know, I took that off the top of my head. I had no idea if Harper had a better OPS than than That's, Gwen that's did. pretty good. Yeah. Good for you. No. Oh, I like that. So I'm more of a batting average person, to be honest with you. I, if we were going to change, I'd, I'd be more inclined to change the slugging percentage, because that that includes doubles, extra base hits, it, it, to include home runs. So I think doubles are just as important as as home runs. How did you vote yesterday? And, and where did that vote? I, I don't remember. You did, you did a really good job at, at uh, tallying the votes with, with everybody. Um, where did that vote fall? Uh, I think it was – I got my notes right here. Hang on. That fell 8 to 2, and I was – Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We, we, that's, that's damn near um, unanimous. For, for us, I mean, we, we couldn't agree on on much. Um, yeah, I voted wow, no. Wow, eight to two. Yeah. Okay. I think Rick and I voted no, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I still think batting average is more indicative of a better offensive player. Maybe slugging percentage is a better indicator than batting average. Um, yeah. So that's just my thoughts. That's all right. Uh, you know, w- one of the things we had talked about was uh, strikeouts per nine innings that got shot down yesterday. Um, yes. I, yeah. W- 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 why did you vote no on that? Um, I, it, it makes it makes um, pitching more of a rate category, right? Because you already have whip in ERA, which is based on rate. And I think you're changing the complexion um, of uh, of the league at that point. I, I forget who brought brought it up, and it was a really good point, which I was going to talk about later. But you could literally just have uh, pitchers that throw 200 innings and win pretty much uh, four categories. I mean, run away with four categories. Everything other than, than possibly wins. Um, if you just get um, relievers that uh, have a lot of even even middle relievers that have high strikeout rates, low ERA, um, I guess you'd want relievers that that are closers because then you'd get saves, um, and you'd have a great ratio. So you're really skewing the the game and taking away from starters. That's that was what was running through my mind when we were discussing it yesterday. Yeah, I agree with you, and I I think Bob Freeze brought it up, and he was talking about the how do we get middle relievers to have some value in the league and I think last year Tom brought up about holds and that's how you get value <laughs> I know how you feel about holds yeah that's how you get value for middle relievers um, but yeah I, I I think case is the one that brought up the well, what happens if you don't have a minimum number of innings? Right. right. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think 
Bill had said that what he had seen on some websites is that you finish what you can't finish first or you can't finish. What, what did he say? You, you finished the lowest in the category. Yeah. I think case was talking about that is that if you don't exceed a minimum, then you can't, right. you can't finish above everyone that is, has met or exceeded that minimum. Yeah. Okay. So when he, when he plays uh, fantasy basketball, I think that's that's where that comes in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we talk about points. fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. What so else do we have? The other thing that came up that I thought was going to be a tough sell, but it and it kind of was was the increment from a nickel to a dime. This is the first. <laughs> this is the first year. In like 25 years that I voted for increment uh, of a dime, um, I don't think you did. Why didn't you? Uh, tradition, and and I should have brought up. I should have brought up um, a rule that says this should be like Hall of Fame voting. After 10 years of trying something, it goes to the Veterans Committee. We can't just <laughs> keep voting on this. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's funny how you said tradition. And when Bill brought up it's traditional, right, that the original rotisserie was 260 and everything was a minimum of a dollar. And I thought, ah, yeah. I don't know. He's probably said that 15 times. I never heard that. So, well, in, in, all, in all honesty, you know, he, he, he's absolutely right. But there's no compelling reason in my mind to change it. You, you, um, I, I know one of the things he said is that it would speed up the draft. Um, I don't care. I, you about know, that. I don't know. The, yeah. the, the, the day is so much fun. I'm not, I'm not going there to the draft saying that I need to be out by a certain time. I, I leave the whole day and, you know, I'm not in any hurry to, to, to move along. So there's just no compelling reason for me to change it just for change's sake. Okay. All right. Um, and that was really the only close one that we, that we dealt with uh, as far as the rule changes. We had talked about, oh, no, well, that's not true. We had talked about uh, lowering or reducing the reserve, our reserve yeah. roster. Tell me, how you, tell me how you feel about that because, I, you know, obviously I felt fairly strongly that, that we should be reducing it for the reasons I mentioned, which we can go over, you know, if you want to. But tell me what you thought and where you voted. So I voted, I was going to vote to... If it got to the point I was going to, I would be willing to reduce it to 10. Um, only because that I like picking American leaguers who I think will come over as trade bait. That's See, I, 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 don't, I don't get that. I don't get that piece of it. To me, that's, that's, that's just like taking a, a little bit of a flyer. It's, it's just like a chance. I, it, it's almost, to me, it's like playing for next year. That's, that's why... I guess I didn't understand why people didn't want to reduce it because I've never been one to, to draft American League players. Well, I mean, any American League player I've drafted, I haven't kept for next year. I've traded to try to increase my standing no, it, for the year prior. It, it, for, for the it, it's year a, it's okay. It, I don't have a problem with people doing that. But, you know, as I had said yesterday on the call, roster spots have a value. And yeah. to leave uh, yeah. just 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 to pick somebody 
on 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 a notion just seems to be uh, a, a waste because I'm playing to win that particular year. Not to say that it's right. There's there's probably no right or wrong way, but I was just trying to make my case to to decrease the amount of reserves to increase the interest in FAB to help people that may struggle during the draft or excuse me during the auction. Because yeah. if you come away from that in bad shape, man, it's it, it's just hard with all of those, what are we talking now? We're, we're talking uh, 350 players possibly being being um, being taken. It doesn't leave much room for, for fab. Well, the other side of that is that I would argue that people don't draft all 12 spots. They probably draft eight. Maybe. Some, some even less. Now, now Tom, Tom has, he, he's a person that never leaves a fab spot open. Yep. Um, I yep. think I, 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 in the past, I've left a couple open, but, but yeah, I, I, I think I still think twelve is, is is too many. But hey, listen, if if we want to go with it, 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 it that's the rules. Uh, you know, I'll work within those parameters. <laughs> what are you uh, laughing at? No, I'm just laughing at you. Yeah, because you know you're right. You'll you'll work within the parameters and win twelve out of thirty eight. Yep. <laughs> Is that where you're at? Twelve out of thirty-eight. Are you at twelve? Uh, uh, yes. The, the the numerator um of twelve is correct. I don't know uh if how many years you know we we've missed a couple, but somewhere in that area, yeah. A ballpark. I'm I'm in the ballpark. It's it's yeah. It's get but it's getting tougher. It's getting tougher and tougher. If, if you notice, well, we'll talk about retention um next week. Um. I never have a good retention class. Oh, you liar. Uh, I'm always at at the bottom. Always at the bottom. You poor mouth. Yeah. You and Rick poor mouth constantly. Wait, what's that? You and Rick poor mouth constantly. I don't have enough players. I don't have this. I don't have that. But, I mean, you've won 12 of them, and I think Rick has probably finished in the top four most most of his time in the Bush League. You poor mouth. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's because oh. that's because uh, um, with, with the reserve picks and and fab, I I drive myself crazy. I've talked about this. Um, <laughs> I drive myself crazy with with fab picks, thinking that you know, having a Harold uh, losing out on Harold Ramirez <laughs> from the Marlins is going to sink my season. <laughs> and I live and die with that every 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 week. It's horrible. Yeah, that's all right. You've made it this far. You'll be okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a we have a spot for the draft, uh, Hilton Garden in Humblestown, Pennsylvania. Oh, you know what? Can we just jump back for a second? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I misspoke yesterday when I was talking about um, position qualifications. Remember how we talked about offensive players, and um, we were going to use six. And we decided on ten. And in previous years, it was actually based upon fifteen games each year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually looking at the website, and you can actually put in games for last year or this year. Meaning that if we wanted to use for players six games, which would be the equivalent of fifteen in a full season, and um, we can put that in, and then use fifteen for this year. So I, I. I I misspoke without without looking, checking the rules, and I guess we had we had um, dropped um, on ten 
and I'm not sure if we should change that or just leave it the way it is. Am I making any sense or am I just talking in circles? No, you're making sense. Uh, okay. Why don't we leave it? Okay. Yeah, for the people who don't yeah, listen. I, well, I, I apologize, everybody. It was an honest, uh, it was an honest mistake. There was not, I wasn't trying to get uh, anything over. I know Bob Bob Kirk is always uh, is always thinking that I'm trying to get one over on everybody. That's, Why is that? I don't know. I don't think you're trying to get over. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you and I are good. That's all it counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so we're gonna have the draft March 27th, Saturday, Hilton Garden in Hummelstown, uh, noonish. Uh, you got it down to $89 a night for the room? Yes. All right. And there is a group code and link for online reservations. Did you send that out to everyone? Um, our, our person, she is actually working on uh, that group code and, and link to be sent out. Um, I know Bill had made his reservation already. She's going to update um his rate, reducing it to 89. Okay. And um, I know Josh had already called. Um, everybody just sit tight. Um, she's going to send me all the information. I will pass it out um, in an email to everyone. Um, I would just encourage you, we need to make um, your reservation by March 15th. Oh, yeah. Um, otherwise, okay. it just goes back into to the pool. And then you can always cancel, I think, three days prior to um, okay. draft day. Yeah, sounds good. Um, and then lunch we're going to bring, and then maybe go to Trogues for dinner? Yeah, well, let's, let, that's something we can talk about. What do we want to do? Do we want to um, bring it in? Um, do we want to bring lunch in? Do everybody going to bring their own lunch? How do we want to do that for dinner ideas? Um, you know, we can, we can maybe hop over to Trogues and, or, or take a couple of growlers over to Trogues and then bring them back and, and just uh, – um, Stay at the hotel. Um, I, I'm open. Uh, okay. We should put somebody in charge of uh, who, who could be our, our Julie McCoy um, of the Bush League. <laughs> Did you get that? Did you get that reference? That was a love boat. Love boat. Yeah, reference. exactly. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't we pencil that in? And we'll, uh, we'll, what's the term? Put a pin in it. And then we'll put a pin in it. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll kind of decide then. Uh, retention is due 11.59 p.m. March 20th. To myself, yep. yep, and I'll send out an email a week prior to everyone reminding them, and then I'll 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 put everything together and send it back out on Sunday, um, right? And then we'll make we'll we'll make fun of everybody on the twenty first podcast, right? On the retention picks. Oh yeah, yeah, including myself. Yep. Yeah. Well, you you, you and I are going to be near the bottom. I'm I'm already saying that that Josh. Sam and Bob Bob Kirk um, have the best retention. That, I mean, that really hasn't changed from from last year. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to introduce a few like trivia games that we're going to have for the okay. owners. So the owners who are listening, you know, this is how we're going to introduce some things to you guys uh, beyond just the interview. Uh, so we're going to play some shoots and ladders with you, Jamie. All right. Shoots and ladders. All right. You, you remember that game? I do. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a player, and you're going to tell me if they're on the shoot or the ladder for this year. Okay. Now, understand that anyone can be on the shoot for the wrong price, and every anyone can be on the ladder for the right price. But just in general. All right. 
Give me your feelings on this player. Let me just make sure I understand. Uh, if I remember the game properly, the shoot is going down, the ladders are going up, right? Correct. All right. It's All like right. stalagmites and stalactites. Something like that, yes. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here's your first player. Yes. Reese Hoskins. Okay. Reese Hoskins. Oh, shoot. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Danby Swanson. Ooh. I'm going to say ladder. All right. So you, you think he's climbing this year. All right. Uh, That's all right. I, you said it. Ladder. I think, ladder. I, I, was, I was hesitating because I think his 20 – I think he falls somewhere between the 2019 and 2020 season. How about that? But that's the latter, I'm going to say. Okay. Anthony Rizzo. Under the team context, shoot. Ooh. All right. Um, Canley Jansen. Shoot, definitely. Oh, wow. Three shoots out of you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not fooling around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the other game we're going to play is Marry, Date, Don't Return the Call. Marry, Date, Don't recur- don't Return the Call. So I'm going to give you a previous Bush League player, and you tell me if you were married to him, just dated him, or you never returned the call. <laughs> okay. You ready? I am. Albert Pujols. Oh, Mary. Mary, yes. You're right. And this is... Like, if you could afford them, right, it, it cost isn't a thing. All right, you ready? Yeah. Nate yep. McClough. Wait, say again? Nate McClough. Uh, don't return the call. Can't even remember. <laughs> he, had, he had the one big year, I believe. We yeah. had 20 or 30 homers. Yeah, the old pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Brave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so definitely not returning any call. Ryan Dempster. A date. Date? Yeah. All right. Yes. I get that. Yeah, you date him. If you get him, that's fine. If not, you move on. Right? Yeah. Yep. You borrow Jimenez. <laughs> For my own selfish reasons, yes. it, it, it's definitely a Mary because oh, I had him. He was a 20 game winner. <laughs> a Mary. All right. You're married to a Baldo Jimenez. All yeah, right. <laughs> I had him when he was a 20 game winner with the Rockies. So, you know, God, God love him. <laughs> okay. And last one, uh, Latroy Hawkins. Latroy Hawkins. I, I would say date, but I, I, I really didn't know. He was one of these mystery guys. So, you know, it was just intriguing enough for a date. We well, got two Hall of Fame votes. <laughs> <laughs> You're just dating him? All right. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to have to come up, or we're going to ask others to text me. To get five players to ask you for these. Um, that was that was good. All right. The other game that we'll play, and I'm just going to give you one. Okay? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a year in the draft. I'm going to give you three players. You tell me who is a first-round draft pick. You ready? When you say first-round draft pick, are, are you saying based upon – since we do an auction, are you basing it upon the value or the what we paid? No, an actual major league first round draft pick. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, gotcha. And it's the year that they signed. I mean, as we okay, yeah. 
Yep. Right. We're going to go back to 1983. All right. Okay. 1983 draft. Joe Oliver, Dave Magadan, Jim Lindeman. Which one of those was a first round draft pick? Uh, I'm going to say Dave Magadan. Ooh, he was a second round draft pick of the Mets. Jim Lindeman, 24th overall by the Cardinals. Yeah, I was going to say he was picked by the Cardinals. I didn't know he was a first-round draft choice. He, he was. I think he played on a couple of, uh, of the World Series teams, and I think he was on the 85 and 87 team or 87 team, but didn't have a big career with the Cardinals. No, but he was their first-round pick. All right, okay. so that, that's the type of games we'll be introducing to the owners when they when they get on. Ooh, wow, this is going to be good. And yes. you're not going to reveal no. to them, no. to the player. Okay, no. wow, we're going to hear a lot of stuttering and stammering. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, beer, right? Yeah. Right, so you want to know what beer I'm drinking right now? I do. I do. And, and based upon what Rick said, because he was pretty emphatic, it better be an East Coast beer, not a West Coast beer. Yeah, I went to Seoul or Sun or whatever that thing was that he has an internship with. It's closed on Mondays. The one in Exton. Ooh, uh, yeah, okay. Right. Well, then he doesn't get he doesn't get a chance. To so, time. because I'm pretentious and I get my yep. beers at Whole Foods, I stopped at Whole Foods and I got a Rogue beer from Portland, Oregon. Yay! Yay! Um. I, I've been I've been to um, one of the uh, the Rogue um, breweries in in Portland. It's 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 a great spot. Love it. So I have Dead I Guy beer. Dead Guy Ale right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's one of their flagship uh, beers. A uh, little cloudy. Uh, looks like maybe a little orangey. Right. Uh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. It's. Smooth. When you say orangey, I would I would describe it as an amber hue. <laughs> right, it's an amber hue. Um, well, see, so you don't watch Seinfeld, do you? You don't watch Seinfeld. No, I still yeah, haven't. It's I on was, my list. I was gonna I was gonna use a pinkish hue. Does your cheek have a pinkish oh. hue? Uh, okay, well you still can. There's, there, we, yeah. we we have people that have seen Seinfeld. That yeah. Listen. So it's amber. Yeah, it looks amber. I would say orange, okay. but more. Sophisticated people would say amber. Um, okay. Yeah, very smooth. Not as good as uh, American Haze or whatever I had last week. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it's overall it's good. Yeah, I I enjoyed um, it. It's yeah, light. Rogue, Rogue Rogue does some 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 nice things. I, I I'm I'm very proud of you for uh, um, for reaching out. This is um, getting past your comfort level. It, it's a it's in a black can, right? Or was it a black bottle? It's a it's a black can. Black label. Yep. Black can. can. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, apparently, I'm attracted to anything that has a skull on it. That's what I've been. <laughs> well, here we go again. It, 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 it's you, and some some reason you have an affinity. I, I think where it goes to is you have an affinity for pirates. <laughs> I, I think I think that's really what it is, and I I, I, I don't know why that is, but. Were you a pirate, or were you not allowed to be a pirate at Halloween when you were growing up, or were you a pirate? What What is it? I yeah, I don't know. I was a pirate fan growing up. I I, I liked the pirates. Of course, it was easy to like. I mean, they were winning, and they were fun sure. to watch, and they had colorful uniforms. Um, yeah, maybe they, that is that a pirate did. thing. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so maybe I've just maybe I'm onto something here. Yeah. So. Uh, not, 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 nothing like a a good skull and crossbones, right? Yeah, it's a pirate sitting on its haunches and arms crossed. Yeah, I like it. I like the whole skull thing. Oh, you, you know what? So this is obviously unscripted here. Do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? P. What is? You'd it? think it'd be you'd think it'd be R, but it's the C they truly love. Yeah, say that again. To embarrass yourself. All right, I, I won't do it in the pirate's <laughs> accent then. You would think it would be R, right? Their favorite letter R. Okay. But it's but it's the C they truly love. Maybe I like it because they have the flag, the Jolly Roger. All right, I, uh, I guess that, that that joke kind of fell flat with you, huh? That that usually knocks them over um, when I tell it, but yeah, whatever. All right, we're <laughs> pressing on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's our dad joke segment. Um, oh, it's 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 a great joke, <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell it again because there's a national talk like a pirate day in September. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit that one. Okay, I didn't realize that. <laughs> All right. um, today in baseball history, 1966, Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale collude to hold out of spring training, asking the Dodgers for a three-year, one million dollar salary that would be divided equally. $166,000 a year. Uh, Koufax signed for 130 and Drysdale signed for 105 Did you know that happened? Um, I, I kind of remember hearing it somewhere, but, but how dare they collude? You know, only the owners are allowed to collude. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is. And, you know, and, and obviously they were two strong-minded very talented pitchers for the Dodgers. And then uh, uh, 20 years later, 1986, the Cocaine 7. The Joaquin, Cocaine 7. Joaquin Andahar, Keith Hernandez, Enos Cabell, Lonnie Smith, Dale Barra, Dave Parker, and Jeffrey Leonard, one flap down Jeffrey Leonard, suspended by <laughs> Uberoth for one year. In, instead, they donated 10% of their salary for drug programs in the respective cities. You remember that? Well, I, I don't. I don't remember that. Um, I, I, I know that, you know, of those names, I, I kind of remember some of them being tied, certainly um, Keith Hernandez and, and, and Lonnie Smith to, to, to drugs. And, you know, Whitey Herzog ended, ended up trading both of, of those players. Um, I didn't remember the, the, the others. Um, and I guess Jeffrey Leonard, that was before his a year before his one flat down. That was 87. Yes, it was one year before. Um, yeah. And I think there was probably more than the cocaine seven. Uh, oh, I know sure. Tim Raines was, a, his name popped up. Paul Molitor's name popped up. Um, I, I, I think it's kind of interesting how baseball squashed that pretty quickly. Right. In late, okay, so, so in, okay, you, you did say here that, uh, Uberoth was the uh, um, was the commissioner at that time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure it was much more prevalent than than we know. Um, probably no different than society at, at large. It's just that you know it happens to come across with um, you know 
um, people that we know. So, um, you know, I'm not going to feign any kind of outrage or anything like that. Um, I, but, but I didn't realize they donated 10% of their salary. Yeah, it's Hopefully funny. it had some impact. Yeah, it probably didn't. But no, um, it's funny how, you know, the legal drug like that, no one talks about. But everyone's up in arms about the steroid thing. Right, like the the Pete Rose gambling, the Bonds, A Rod, um, uh, and Palmero, you know the steroid thing. But everyone just kind of leaves this alone. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm going to try and split some hairs here, and okay. I, I I don't know if um, speaking any kind of truth, but <laughs> but hang with me here. Um, certainly for steroids, those are performance enhancing. So it's changing the outcome, uh, potentially changing the outcome of the game and certainly their performance. Now, uh, certainly cocaine has an impact on, on, on their performance, but I'm not sure if they're like Doc Ellis and, and doing it right before, you know, a game or if this is like post game <laughs> activities, like, like a post game beer or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not saying I'm condoning it, but uh, I'm trying to draw some, 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 some differences between the two. Yeah, I get that. And Doc Ellis has, has self-reported, I'm not sure if it's actually accurate, but self-reported that he took LSD. Yeah, <laughs> before throwing a no-hitter, right? Right. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's actually accurate or Doc doesn't remember. Um, and, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that, you know, talk about the Pirates, most of this cocaine was distributed by the Parrot. Yeah, I think it's more to your point, though. They're the ones that just happen to get caught. You know, it's, it's the same way with, with, with steroids. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of players that were, you know, were on steroids. It just happened to be certain ones that got caught. And obviously, the bigger your name, the yeah, the, the yep. more likely yep. you're to be, yeah. you know, persecuted. Yep. Yeah, I do kind of remember these guys coming out of the Pittsburgh uh, court. I remember Hernandez, remember Parker, remember Barra. Um, yeah, I, I, I do kind of remember that. Um, and then 2011, the U S government places a plaque on Jackie Robinson's apartment in Montreal to commemorate. Wait, so that's kind of weird, right? The U S government is placing a plaque in Montreal. That's what we do. We go in and we do stuff. <laughs> well, well I, I, I guess that's probably the, you know, the least yeah. harmful of, yeah. of all the different things. So <laughs> right. don't worry. We're here. We'll take care of it. That's that's our motto, uh, which is kind of cool though, uh, and it's still yes, exists absolutely. Today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the walk off. What are you walking off with? Uh, well, first of all, a happy belated birthday to Bob Freeze, um, whose birthday was on February twenty fifth. How old is Bob? Bob is. 66. He's our oldest Bush League member? He, he is, and he continues to be the oldest. <laughs> yeah. I think he was the oldest uh, Bush Leaguer to enter the league, and Rookie. he continues to be the oldest. Because yeah. he's been in the league now, what, 10 years? Uh, ballpark. Nine or yeah. 10 years? Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, somebody on the meeting yesterday said he looked like Serpico? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> so would you say he looked like the same character in Dog Day Afternoon? <laughs> Dog Day. 
I, you know what? I, I haven't seen Dog Day Afternoon what? as recently, so it's hard for me to remember. But, but yeah, certainly he probably resembles a young uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, so he was, and I played midget football. We don't call it peewee football um, for him. And he was strolling up and down the sidelines yelling, Attica, Attica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch that movie. That 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 is a classic, right? Yeah. He just goes off in that movie, yeah. holding people uh, hostage in the bank. <laughs> Not hostage. Wait, no, he was nice to him. He didn't kill anyone. Okay. Um, no, he didn't. But uh, but but they were being held hostage. Yeah, that's true. All right, what else you got on the walk off? Um, I I I, hey, I don't know if you saw this, but congratulations to Caleb Pendleton. Um, he actually in his first two. Um, collegiate at bats hit back to back grand slam uh, in the same inning at Florida Atlantic University, which I imagine is, is a fairly decent um, baseball um, um, baseball spot, right? Yeah, Florida anything is a decent yeah. baseball spot. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, same inning. Same inning. Yep. Back to back. They must. Not been, too bad, huh? They must have been playing pit. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, oh my! There's a shot of your alma mater. Who else has hit bat? Who has hit grand slams in the same inning? Oh gosh, was it? Uh, it was either I think it was Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis, uh, senior. Yes. Yeah, in 1999, yep. I think he was on my, my 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 team. Right? Didn't he hit for the Cardinals? He did. He did hit. Yeah. Grand slam in the same inning. Do you know who it was against? Um, I'm going to go with a theme and say the Pirates. <laughs> no, it was the Dodgers. It was the Dodgers. Okay. All right. All Wasn't right. it? I don't know. Are, 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 you, are you? Oh. Oh. Yeah. So I could just say anything. You it was could. the Dodgers. All right. Dodgers. Right. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what are you walking off with? I'm going off with, I was in Wegmans the other day, and I saw male birth control on the same shelf as pregnancy tests. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait a second. First of all, <laughs> Why is someone, and this is no offense, why is someone at your age even going down those aisles? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why I was down that aisle. I think it was the toothpaste or something. I was going down that aisle, and I stopped, and I noticed that male both birth control and pregnancy tests are on the same shelf. So I thought, like, if I'm the marketer for the male birth control, I would be running in there saying, no, no, no. You don't need you don't need this test if you have my product, right? Or the other side is the other side is you can buy this product, but hey, just in case, look to your right. So you've given this a lot of you, you know what? A couple thoughts here. Number one, you you've given this a lot of thought, and and number two, um, you just mentioned that you were at Wegmans, so maybe you really are pretentious. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm pretentious now. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that, I thought that's a problem. Why? Why are they both on the same shelf? Right. Oh my. That's like having Italian spaghetti sauce next to Tums. Like you shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't be anywhere near each other. They shouldn't be anywhere near each other. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. That. Well. Those of you who are younger than us, hey, just be aware. 
that they're on the same <laughs> shelf. Yeah. Um, okay. You got anything else for me? Um, well, no, just for the listeners. Um, we are um, over our uh, winter hiatus. Um, we um, came out of our shell and we saw podcasts um, every week until October. So, yeah. so next week um, we go to a weekly basis and um, I will take the lead. I will actually start um, discussing my retention picks. Not to say that I won't change it. But um, I'll talk about that next week. I think you're the week after. And then uh, the week of the 21st, we make fun of everybody else's retention picks. Right. And then we will start having uh, owners on with us, correct? Yeah, yeah. We, we, can, we can start to. Um, maybe what we do is um, that Sunday at, we can do it before the draft or – we can um, um, host a podcast uh, on the 28th, the day um, after the draft, and have people live. So, yeah, um, yeah um, people text us. Let us know what you think. Let me know uh, the five people for, uh, for, for the uh, shoots and ladder and the, uh, the married date and don't recall game uh, for Roger. Yeah, don't return the call. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, champ. I appreciate it. All right, Chief. We'll you All right. You, you have a good week. I'll talk to you next week, See next you. Sunday. Bye.